0: This is Danhausen's very nice, very evil introduction to you, the Fanhausens, who are listening to the Rough House podcast. And if you do not, well, guess what? Danhausen has a special message for you. And so does uh, Christoph and Martyhausen. Guess what it is? That's right, up yours! Listen to the podcast or up yours! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 308 for January 8th, 2023. Hi, everybody. I'm Marty.
2: I'm Christoph, and, uh, you know, your level of excitement at 9.50 a.m. on a Sunday morning is never, never, never never ceases to amaze me, my friend. (laughs) I appreciate you bringing the high energy. Uh, Me I, the the morose, depressed guy in his basement, you know, bringing the bringing the down. You're the you're the Yang to my Yin, or vice versa.
1: Well, uh, you know, I, I'm 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 energized and enthused, Chris, uh, after uh, a, a very busy week of news. You know, you, you had Wrestle Kingdom, you had uh, mm-hmm. arguably one of the best Dynamites front to back ever. Um, yeah. all this fun stuff. Uh, a curveball got thrown out. And it's just like, oh, <sighs> fuck my notes. Fuck everything. Yeah, le- but we'll, we'll get there in a minute before God. we get into the big story of the week, yeah. g- and you're I'm sure you already know what it is, dear listeners, not only because you just looked in your pie catching app and we're like, oh, that's what they're going to talk about. We are going to talk about it. I yeah, wanted... the
2: 50, 15 votes required to to elect a new Speaker of the House. That's the big story of the week. I mean, that's
1: you – know. I was really hoping he was going to go for the record. Uh, but Rick,
2: Somewhere Rick Flair was like, phew.
1: Yeah, needed, needed 16. <laughs> Didn't hit that 16 there. Um, before that, uh, yeah. so yesterday I was at MAGFest. Uh, yeah, MAGFest. Uh, For listeners who may not know what it is, uh, for for the DMV region, uh, that that would be D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, It is a very big annual convention. It stands for Music and Gaming Festival. Yeah. Um, It's been around, this was its 20th anniversary. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Uh, And uh, the show I'm a part of, Super Art Fight, Pictionary Meets Pro Wrestling, uh, has been a part of it for... Uh, 13 years. Easy?
2: That's a good, that's a good run.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, w- I was there yesterday and, and what's always interesting to me and, and, um, you know, I, I noticed it, especially over the past few years is there is a level of pro wrestling presence, pro wrestling fandom presence in the crowd. Okay. Um,
2: well, I'd imagine there's a fair amount of crossover between, you know, uh, video game based music, gaming itself, and, and, and ProRes. I mean, I've attended Magfest once or twice, and yeah. you know, it's there's definitely it's definitely there. Matthew from Botchamania, Uh he was has, not
1: there this year, but right has attended has multiple been. years. Yeah, um, uh, there have been a, b- both official and unofficial Wrestle Kingdom parties, right? Uh, because it, it always falls on the first weekend of January. January, and sometimes. That's the dates when overlap, Wrestle Yeah, Kingdom and New Year's Dash occur. Um, even our friends at Flying V fights mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend. Uh, they were running a pro wrestling workshop. They were showing people how to lock oh, up nice. and do things like that. So uh, shout out to them. They had a very well attended uh, uh, workshop on Friday night. But because it is a convention, people cosplay. Sure. And I noted. Two specific cosplays okay, related to pro wrestling. Uh, well, there was a third technical one, which I wish I had gotten a photo of. I'm just going to tell you the name, and you're going to get a mental image perfectly. Uh, the Macho Mandalorian, which was just <laughs> mwah, gorgeous. Uh, but, Chris, yeah. two pro wrestling personalities I saw most often. Okay. I'm going to tell you what the number two was. Okay. And I'm going to want you to guess what the number one was. I will
2: do my best.
1: Okay. Number two, I saw two separate people dressed as John Cena.
2: Okay. Like, which era? Are we talking, like, wrestler John Cena? Uh, uh,
1: I would say right Neon before shirt, hat. Neon shirt, hat. Uh, one guy, when he was walking around, was just holding the towel up in front of him. Like, okay. you know, full, <laughs> full into it. Full sure, into yeah. it. Now, Chris, I saw... No less than five people five. dressed like this. Wow! Who was oh, boy. the other professional wrestler?
2: Uh, man. Um, that's a that's a good one. I mean, you know, you have your your flares. You know, you would have a big robe and things of that nature. But I, knowing the Magfest crowd, I think I'm feeling it might be somebody AEW based. But who that would be, I mean, you know, there's the, there's, there's a, the Charles Montgomery punk just a possibility there. I'm just going to say just because it's so weird and, you know, the crowd there has a weirdness to it. I'm just going to say Dan mm,
1: no? Shockingly, I didn't see anything Dan Housen. Oh, bummer. Uh, not even like Dan Housen T-shirts. I even saw a Bernie <laughs> King T-shirt, which was fucking hmm. rad. Okay. Um, marked out at that guy. But uh, Brandon Cutler.
2: Oh, you know what? I saw Adam's fucking Facebook post, and I should have – he dressed up as Cutler, and I should have uh, remembered that.
1: There were a lot of people rocking the Brandon Cutler <laughs> uh, tiger jumpsuit.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if
1: it was specifically people like the jumpsuit or there's – I mean, I know in Adam's case, Big yeah. Adam, of course, one of the, the more – No longer Big Adam. Yeah, not quite as Big Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, well done. Um, One of the – more better-known personalities of the people behind the scenes at MAGFest. Yeah. Uh, I know in his instance, it was undoubtedly Brandon Cutler cosplay. Yeah, no doubt. But I saw five separate people wearing the Brandon Cutler jumpsuit. So...
2: Now, I feel like the, the the piece of resistance of such a Brandon Cutler cosplay would be the face mask. mask. Did anybody have the face mask?
1: I didn't see anyone with the face mask. Okay. And, and that may have just been, uh, because, and it was wonderfully enforced. It was Mm -hmm. a, Mask, mask only event. convention gotcha. so maybe people were like oh, that's that's a lot of shit on my face
2: yeah I guess i'll fog up right quick
1: yeah yeah so i, I that might have been why i didn't see that but yeah gotcha. a, a lot of people rocking the brandon cutler jumpsuit wow <laughs> brandon cutler should be guest of honor next year at mag is really what i'm getting at I mean- um
2: if you would have given me all day to name off people on the AEW roster, he would not have, <laughs> he been, would not
1: have been up he there. He would not have
2: been we'd be sitting here until like three PM before I got there.
1: Well, I guess now I have no choice but to hit this.
2: Give me that DMX. There it is.
1: And also this one.
0: No chance! So that's what you got!
2: You just you just couldn't let you just couldn't let it be. He just couldn't let it be.
0: No,
1: no. There I was on Thursday, walking away from my computer for the first time in a number of hours. Just take some time for myself. I was at the gym. Look at this guy. I was at the gym, just doing my thing on the treadmill, as I do. New year, new me, trying to take care of myself.
2: Yeah? You look great.
1: Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. And uh, what do I see on my goddamn phone? Wall Street Journal reports Vince McMahon on his way back to WWE.
2: So many emotions riled through my body simultaneously when I read this.
1: The only phrase that came to mind was, I watched you die, old man. I watched you die.
2: Marty, this is America. Rich old white men do whatever the fuck they want. yeah, and get away with it.
1: And boy, howdy is he? so let let, let let's go through uh, the, the the timeline as as we know it right now. So this was reported on Thursday by the Wall Street Journal. Um, he uh, was quoted in a press release uh, as saying, WWE is entering a critical juncture in its history with the upcoming media rights negotiations coinciding with increased industry-wide demand for quality content and live events and with more companies seeking to own the intellectual property on their platforms. That's a fucking sentence. Mm -hmm. Um, The only way for WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity is for me to return as executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiations for our media rights. And
2: Brass I- fucking balls. I mean, that sentence alone yes. is the most egotistical thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: Yes. Um, my return will allow WWE as well as any transaction counterparties to engage in these processes, knowing they will have the support of the controlling shareholder. Because, yes, he retired this past summer. The man retired. retained his Stock rights.
2: Of course he did. He's not a dummy. Uh, this, He's just a terrible human being.
1: <laughs> this was originally spawned back in late December as McMahon sent a letter to WWE detailing his desire to return to spearhead a sales process. WWE's board responded to McMahon saying that they are willing to work with him on a review process for sale, but unanimously agreed that McMahon returning to the company was not in the best interests of shareholders. They also now, inquired. You, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: You know, unanimously.
1: Unanimously.
2: Includes his daughter and son-in-law as yes. well. They are on who board. who,
1: who and, was yeah. seen as, like, the heir apparent. He, sure, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy without the bum ticker. He was the one that was okay. Right. Uh, up until uh, Vince's departure this past summer, Hunter was on the outs. Steph was on the outs. Nick Khan was the yeah. golden boy. All right. of these people were the ones who were like, you know what? We're good. Thanks, Vince. Don't worry yeah. about it.
2: And rightfully so. I mean, I completely understand their POV here.
1: Um, the board also inquired. As to McMahon's commitment to repay company expenses relating to the investigation into allegations of hush money payments, they also asked McMahon not to return to the company while government probes into the matter are ongoing. So, awesome. He has not paid back the money he said he would. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Uh, Shocker, again. McMahon responded that he was willing to cover reimbursement for reasonable expenses incurred due to the investigation that were not covered by insurance. Mm
0: -hmm. He
1: did not agree to return to the company while government probes are ongoing. However, well, shock of shocks, Friday morning, first thing, like I would say 8am Friday morning, shit went down. Um, an sec filing, uh, was sent through and confirmed. Um, He had replaced three members of the executive board with himself and former WWE presidents Michelle Wilson and George Berrios. George Berrios, of course, noted for his massive skull.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he was the uh, he was the model for the aliens in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. If you didn't know, that was him. (laughs) He
1: also has. The weirdest piece I've ever seen. Like, He's
2: part Xenomorph. I don't know if you could do that about Google him. Google
1: <laughs> image search him and look at a side view of his head. I don't know who they're fooling or what they were trying to do. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I digress. These were the people who were fired by yes. Nick Khan yes. because of the quote-unquote failure of the WWE network.
2: Right, yeah, yeah. So they were fired, and then in turn, Vince fires three people from the – which I didn't – I mean, I know he's the majority stakeholder, but doesn't there have to be some kind of vote to, to remove people from their board? That seems a little... Yes, and
1: he did that vote himself, because that's how it works when you're the controlling stakeholder.
2: <sighs> that doesn't seem fair.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, so McMahon's back on the board. George Barrios is back on the board. Michelle Wilson's back on the board. Uh, three names I, I was not familiar with. Uh, Joe Ellen, Lyons, Dylan, Jeffrey R. Speed, and Alex M. Wexler were the three who were removed. Slurp. Also, two members resigned Effective Friday, Ignis Lahoud and Manjeet Singh. Manjeet hmm. Singh was the member I of the board. Dead. Well, <laughs> uh, Manjeet Singh was a member of the board who was overseeing
2: the investigation into Vince McMahon. See, that's that's even more troublesome, man. I mean the the dominoes are falling in a in a not good look uh perfect pattern here. I mean no. the guy who's in charge of investigating the sexual harassment claims and cover up and hush money everything resigns cause obviously he's unable he would be unable to continue his work with Vince right. McMahon back in control of everything. So he's just like, eh, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah.
1: Deuces. See ya. So he's gone. Um And uh, in this filing, he also changed several company bylaws, one of which includes the requirement of any media deals or company sale to be approved by him
2: personally. That's just, oh man, like the, like he's like got leader head of, uh, of just brainiac sort of, you know, his head is just so fucking massive that. You know, he's just piling everything uh, through himself and reinforcing everything now legally of he's essentially he's wrestling Hitler. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, that's what that's what's happening.
1: Yeah, Uh, there was a company wide meeting on Friday. By that, I mean, the corporate side of the business Um, was held at three forty five on Friday. Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan and Frank Riddick, who is the CFO of the business. Uh, led a 10-minute meeting.
2: Oh, yeah, crisp, to the point.
1: And uh, they were told that nothing is changing in day-to-day operations. Uh Uh-huh. No changes will be occurring to the management team or their responsibilities, including the roles head by Paul Levesque, Stephanie McMahon, and Nick Khan. Uh
2: Uh-huh.
1: If you believe that, well, the Rough House has an amazing deal on a bridge.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh,
1: Yeah. So... (sighs) company according to this meeting four o'clock on a fucking Friday but great time by the way to find out to feature your business right before
2: right you yeah know, you go oh. on the weekend
1: yeah. Um, being told hey nothing's changing nothing is is going to happen everything is normal which is why of course it comes out on Saturday morning through CNBC that WWE has hired JP Morgan Chase. To advise the company on a potential sale.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, that's <clears throat> that's who you bring in to help.
1: I mean, OK. I think we knew and, and we've we've discussed versions of this between, you know, our show, between our, our Patreon exclusives with Justin. Mm-hmm. We knew That there was a high likelihood with the next round of media rights that a company like Comcast may go, why are we going to pay them $700 million a year? Because that's what it's looking like they're going to ask for, for the combined Jesus, I mean, right now they're getting $500 million. Um,
2: But just for uh, for NXT and Raw, though, because SmackDown comes from Fox.
1: What I'm saying is between...
2: Oh, combined Uh, they're getting five.
1: Combined they're getting five hundred million. Gotcha, gotcha. The the rumor is it'd be seven hundred million for all three shows. Gotcha. That's what they're supposed supposedly shopping. Um. the The thought process and the belief is there was a a likelihood that Comcast may say, you know what, fuck paying you seven hundred million plus whatever they're paying for when it comes to the uh, the peacock WWE network deal right. yeah, plus whatever they would probably be likely in the market for for next day rights because the Hulu rights are only through another year because they right. want to have it line up with the 2024 change that a, uh, a a Comcast would say, we will buy the company outright.
2: Sure. Yeah, on paper that makes sense.
1: On paper, makes total sense. So it doesn't come as a shock that a sale is being pursued.
2: No, no, not at all. But the the way in which things unfolded this past week is is just appalling.
1: And if I'm to put the blame, put the crux on anyone individually here.
2: Father time.
1: No, top dollar. I am (laughs) so confident. (laughs) <laughs> that this past December, Vince put on SmackDown because what the fuck else is he gonna do? I
2: don't know. He was probably staying at a White Lotus somewhere.
1: <laughs> he put on SmackDown and watched that dude, <clears throat> Topay.
2: Uh, yeah. And quotes. Said,
1: fuck it, I'm back in.
2: <laughs> it's, it's it's essentially Vince doing the um, the Vito Corleone when he finds out of Sonny's death. My yes. boy, look how they massacred my boy.
1: That or or, uh, Elvis when uh, Itchy's skull went into his television and he just (laughs) shoots it. Yeah. I mean, again, none of of this is hugely surprising beyond the fact that, that I really thought with the combined might of Stephanie and Hunter that they would keep the old man down.
2: Brother, he's a cockroach. He's he he, until he is six feet under, uh, which you probably won't even be. He'll probably be cryogenically frozen. Mm -hmm. Um, It's there's there's no stopping him. He's he's a textbook megalomaniac. This is, you know, his baby that he built, bought from his father and reformatted. But still the um, only thing
1: he's ever been able to be successful in.
2: Yeah, yeah. C Ico Pro See XFL twice. Yeah. See, see multiple World bodybuilding other federation. World Bar- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: uh, evil can evil jumps. Well,
2: and, uh, he, he <laughs> was successful. Ali. He was successful at um, skirting multiple charges throughout his career, criminal charges.
1: That that's true. And, and God damn it, this is the closest. This is yeah. the closest. Uh hell, maybe he just put on SmackDown on on uh, on New Year's and it was like. God, look at John's head!
2: Look at that <laughs> fucking spot. Nah, he had, he had he had dinner with John like the month prior. There was a fucking photo of him. Yeah. He looked even more skeletory than he did, you know, during his farewell. Uh, the whole thank you Vince sort of thing that happened, which is yeah, still regrettable,
1: still weird. But he's back. He uh, they're they're considering taking the company private again. Uh, they're considering a sale. Uh, But I will say, if you think nothing is changing behind the scenes, you are lying to yourself. Um, Of course. I feel uh, truly bad for anyone who signed back up thinking things had changed.
2: Fucking regal.
1: Yeah. That dude (laughs) unpacked his his desk was Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, that dude (laughs) unpacked his desk on Thursday, packed it up on Friday, and he's just waiting.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, you you know, we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit, but it kind of seemed like uh, FTR might be on their way back. Yep, um, certainly looked like it. Maybe uh, Mercedes Monet, after getting this out of her system, uh, could could have come back and gotten some money.
1: As believed by WWE.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: that that she was going to uh, just take some time away and make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Miro suddenly really interested in an AEW program.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't don't know how or why, but he is. Yeah. Um, it's just it's weird. It's it's really weird. I mean, I even this like as I look over what happened this week, there's in my head I'm just like, but is it really? But is it really going to happen? You know, uh, they they announced Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens as the main event for the Royal Rumble how soon until Vince McMahon just goes needs mm, Brock just yeah, <laughs> this changes it up.
2: I mean, to be fair, uh, a triple threat at, at a Royal rumble with Roman Reigns and Brock uh, Lesnar has worked very well before.
1: Undoubtedly. And in and, and Kevin Owens, I love Kevin Owens, but he is the, uh, he is the bump doll for both of them in that sure. setup. And oh, it, absolutely. it will be the best version of all possible versions of right. that match. But, uh, yeah, this is
2: this it. Is I'm just it. it I know it, it's unsurprising, but it also kind of infuriates me. <laughs> Why does it infuriate you, Chris? Because the fucking guy is getting away with everything. He, <laughs> he brushed off all these um, uh mostly accredited accusations. Yeah. And, you know, the the paperwork was there for the hush money and things of that nature. Yeah. And he's just like, oh well. Blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna come back. And is able to. I mean, yeah. The way it, it, it infuriates me the way mm-hmm. that uh businesses and and laws are structured in this country to allow people like him to continue to do things like this. And it's just I know it shouldn't uh, it, it affects me very little personally but my like my my brain is just having a hard time processing you know just how he's able to continue to do this and and I know that there are a lot of people who have done a lot worse things uh, than than Vince McMahon I understand that yeah. but in in the in the bubble that we live in here in the rough house podcast it's 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 about this it's about yeah. wrestling
1: I mean th- for for us this is this the story of the week you know this sure uh no different than if we were a sports podcast all we would talk about is demar hamlin the, yeah. you know as the thing this is the thing we need to talk about because it is what happens in WWE trickles down everywhere else of course for better or for worse what happens there trickles down everywhere else whether it is you know uh, Vince McMahon leaving the business This past summer And the ramifications it's had On the possibilities for AEW and the talent that they feature Or New Japan and the talent that they can get Like they were pushing Jonah As the next big fucking thing This past summer mm-hmm. And because Vince is gone Paul Levesque is the top guy He calls Jonah back, brings him back in so yeah. there goes that change. Like all of it trickles down. Yeah. Every single for, for better or worse. And it's and it's so frustrating because, you know, this wasn't the way wrestling always was.
2: Right. Yeah. Would Vince McMahon have let Carl Anderson perform at Wrestle Kingdom this past week? Probably right. not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But all of it trickles down from what is happening in WWE. So it's it yeah. it, it, it it's this all encompassing thing. Because, yeah. you know, if I look at all the other big stories of the week, whether it's Carl Anderson working Wrestle Kingdom, Sasha Banks jumping over to New Japan, uh, even l- just looking at the talent that was on top of the AEW shows this week—guys like Samoa Joe, John Moxley—all of it, it all dovetails out of things that have happened in WWE, and more specifically, things that happened due to Vince McMahon's crazy brain. Yeah. So it's just—it's weird. It's weird.
2: Yeah, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. Well,
1: let's try to talk about something better. Let's go ahead and uh, hit this guy. What we believe to be the biggest thing of this week, heading into this (laughs) week, was on Wednesday, in the wee hours, East Coast time, it was Wrestle Kingdom 17. Yeah, it was. A record-setting 92,000 people watching live on New Japan World. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, Plus uh, a good 25,000, 30,000 in attendance. Yeah. And they were allowed to cheer, finally.
2: It was a little weird hearing them cheer again.
1: Yes. Um, It was a massive six-hour show. Mm. I do not recommend watching all of it. (laughs) Uh, but it did result in one of the, I'm going to say it, Chris, greatest matches of all time.
2: I mean, (laughs) you know,
1: it, 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 I recognize it is extremely our shit, Chris. Yes. (laughs) But
2: hundred percent.
1: Goddamn. Is it hard to argue, uh, as, uh, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay had finally their clash, uh, in a match that was rated this week, a whopping, 6.25 6.25 stars out of five
2: such a ridiculous arbitrary number I fucking love and hate it simultaneously
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was really uh, amusing me was Thursday morning listening to Wrestling Observer Radio yeah. hearing Brian and Dave talk about the show and talk about that match in particular and Dave just giggling over him, so I was like how can I just give that five how can how can that only be five
2: because that's the scale, Dave. Exactly. The scale you implemented <laughs> that
1: you invented, fucking forty <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was it was a wide birth of a show. There was there was a lot going on. Title changes aplenty. Uh, a new year really set into motion here, yeah. uh, including. The, the groundwork for the second Wrestle Kingdom show, which will be coming up later this month right. at Yokohama Arena, uh, I'm just going to run through these results as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, because there were a ton of matches on this show. Uh, we had uh, Battle of the Young Lions. It ended up being a time limit draw. Bolton, Oleg, and Ruihei Aiwa. Uh, Oleg apparently looked very good uh, with his grappling. Um, okay. We had the New Japan Rambo, uh, which resulted in the King of Pro Wrestling 2023 qualifier. Final four were Sho, Great Okan, Toro Yano, and Shingo Takagi, Okay, uh, which definitely uh, I, I know uh, rankled uh, our, our dear boy Chris that at that point in the show, yeah. that looked like all Shingo was going to get to do. Yeah, uh, the
2: only the only thing I saw from the Rambo was Kenta power walking to the ring, which was delightful.
1: <laughs> Kenta, by the way, uh, I I dipped into some additional pro wrestling this week. Yeah, I checked out uh, the the three big matches from uh, the Noah uh, January first card. Okay, um, and Kenta reteamed with Marafuji for the first time in ages. Uh, they had a match against uh, Shigera and Kojima, and. Uh, it fucking ruled. Okay. <laughs> uh, the the Kenta Marafuji duo has always been awesome. Um, yeah. But Kenta with his uh, old man swagger is really it, it. It's a good look on him.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, also, Noah's production values are fucking insane. They got the uh, they got the WWE Fox Sports 8K camera and they use it on oh, the intros wow. too. And uh, yeah, it just looks looks uh, really really awesome. Looks
2: like it's like you're back on Pandora. <laughs>
1: Uh, More on that on our Patreon. Uh, We had the Antonio Inoki Memorial match as Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Makabe defeated Tatsumi Fujinami, Tiger Mask, and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, After the match, they announced that a movie about the life of Antonio Inoki is in
2: production. Did they say who's playing Inoki?
1: They did not. They did not. Uh, I I imagine it's pretty early because, I mean, the man just passed. Um,
2: I'm sure the, you know, the. There was probably some kind of something floating around before he had even passed. I mean, he's a legend.
1: Fair. Fair. Um, then the main card kicked off with the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team title match as genuinely a surprise. The United empire duo of catch two by two, uh, that being Francisco, Akira and TJP successfully retained over the chaos duo of Leo rush and yo, um, this match was much
2: of the chagrin of leo rush's face yes apparently.
1: this match was really good but leo got absolutely murked in it breaking his nose uh he had to drop yeah. out of the uh um, battle of los angeles this weekend yeah. because of it
2: um, but... um did i when did i miss tj perkins becoming the six member fallout boy i didn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was uh, it was a gradual transition over his 205 live stint
2: okay all yeah. right because I mean I I remember I remember like technical lightning TJ Perkins in like his early ring of honor days yeah. you know like checkered shorts and stuff like that and like you know blonde streaks in his hair then I remember He's like bootleg chip,
1: Alex Shelley for a while
2: yeah right yeah then I remember chip tune 205 live yeah um you know uh, uh TjP and then I see him in the entrance for for Osprey. I know I'm jumping ahead, but uh, but and I see him. I'm like, what the fuck. It's like yeah. Patrick Stump or some shit. What the hell's going on.
1: yeah, he's he's definitely uh, re- leaned really hard into it. But yeah, uh, TJP got uh, inside cradle on Yo. they retained the belts. Interesting, just because there was some rumors coming out this week that show and Yo both have been approached by Dragon Gate to hmm. leave New Japan Pro Wrestling.
2: As a duo or separately or
1: uh, they want to sign both of them. Um, okay. I don't know if the intent would be they come in as a duo or they they you know what, what the long term plan would be because, you know, obviously they started together and then they sure you yeah. didn't split. Um, but it's interesting that Yo did eat a fall uh, on a big show like this.
2: So. Interesting. It was was show on here. Or show was the, in the show was in the, the, the Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: we then had Kyle How's that house of
2: torture thing going? Is that uh is that still kicking?
1: It's still a thing. Still I a mean, thing, Dick Togo uh, again, and they evil were and... pretty much all in the Rambo, so okay. that tells okay. you where they're thought of right now in the sure. hierarchy. But yeah, I mean also yeah. like fucking Ishii was in the Rambo and Shingo and
2: Yeah, yeah. I know. No, I mean it's there's it's there's a lot of big names there, but a lot of big names who have been there for yeah. quite some time. No disagreement.
1: Then we had the IWGP Women's Championship match. Kyrie successfully defending over Tam Nakano. Um, They only got six minutes, which...
2: Whoa. Wait, really? Yeah. That's a bummer.
1: Uh, I mean, they beat the shit out of each other for six minutes. Fucking Tam Nakano hit a diner screwdriver on Kyrie, which was sick as hell. Um, She had a big elbow? uh, Yes. Kyrie did hit the big elbow for the finish. In the dome. Nice. After the match, lights went out. And to what sounds like but isn't. Crisscrosses, jump! <laughs> Out comes Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Monet Monet, uh, wearing a, a very ornate robe and headdress. Apparently, the kanji uh, on the back of her robe read "Banks," so you knew I see specifically who she was. Yeah, uh, she uh, um, got in Kyrie's face. They proceed to have a quick scuffle. Mercedes promptly botched her new
2: finish. Uh-huh.
1: And uh Monet cut a promo where it sounded like either she was on heavy cold meds or has new teeth. Um, <laughs> but uh said she It was, was a, not yeah it was, it, it, it was not the best showing, but she said she was the no. uh, new CEO of the women's division and challenged Kyrie for the Battle in the Valley. Which will be uh, February eighteenth in uh, San Jose, California. Um, that match has been subsequently signed, and that show is almost sold out.
2: Well, sure. It's it's interesting to me that all this think was made about Sasha Banks coming to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, she debuted at the Dome, but then her matches in America. I mean, yeah, kind of weird. Uh, I, I I get it on Maybe one the hand, but is also to do a
1: series where. You know they have match one there, and then it's like the what's it? New beginning shows end up having right you know, a subsequent one. I know she's supposed to be working Stardom um, as a part of this deal.
2: Well, I mean, if I get you know Mercedes Monet versus Julia, then I'm signing up for whatever streaming service Stardom World. Start-up okay, World. I'll I'll uh, I'll drop a month worth for that to watch it. I mean, at
1: this point, look, it's nine hundred and something yen. It ends up being like seven eight bucks. bucks. Yeah, seven yeah. bucks. Yeah, so. Uh, it's never been a better time to sign up for any of these Japanese services. Right. What I will tell you, though, Rough House listeners, if you are not currently a member of New Japan World or uh, Russell Universe, which is no on DDT or, or any of those, just know this about Japanese streaming services. They always bill you on the first. Right. Yeah. So you want to be as close to the first in the month as possible. Right now, you're in a good spot. Like, if you're listening to this when it comes out, you're in a good spot. If you yeah. wait a week. You're gonna get hit up twice in two weeks, so yeah, just a heads up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, for Wrestle Kingdom alone, I would say New Japan World is worth it this month. So
2: yeah, yeah. Plus, you have the month to check out all the great old stuff in there.
1: Exactly, uh, and and you can go back and listen to old episodes. We've talked about countless great matches. Yeah, really, any of the recent G1s that had G1 finals that had live crowds are worth right. watching.
2: Yeah, um, and anything. Uh, the the trilogy or maybe there were four of them at least three between Shingo and uh, and and Will Osprey is definitely yeah. must must see trilogy
1: of that the obviously the Omega Okada series sure
2: yeah you know, I like most others. people have seen that by now right
1: I would think but you, you never know um, yeah
2: it is interesting yeah I, mean, I remember However, watching that on Daily Motion like yeah before I even like <laughs> signed up for New Japan World like I went out of my way to 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 watch it yeah.
1: Um, it it is interesting. Uh, so Mercedes makes his debut. Yeah, the belief within WWE is she is not working AEW. I,
2: I mean, I would I would be very very surprised if she does not pop up at, in AEW at some point. It just doesn't yeah. it, like. If you, if you leave WWE after, you know, creative issues and wait all this time and eventually get your release, why would you not at least dip your toe in the water and, and just get a feel for what for what AEW is like? I mean, she's certainly free to. She's not on her she has no contractual obligations right, to WWE she's out. at all. She, and New Japan has whatever. a Pretty solid working relationship with AEW at the time at 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 current time, so so yeah, which
1: might be even more in depth, which we'll talk about in in just a few moments.
2: So Um, so yeah, it. it, I mean, I know Dave is Uncle Dave is just you know spouting that off, and maybe I don't know. I kind of, you know, Dave. Like I feel like somebody told him to say that, and he's really he's kind of really leaning on it a little bit more, like. Oh, no, don't look over here. The, yeah, ignore yeah, the man yeah. behind the curtain sort of thing. Uh, you, you're very John Lovatty just now, just so you know. Uh, yeah, oh, look buy my, my book. Buy, buy my, my book. book. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what? That's that's a great compliment, so thank you. Hey, you Made welcome. my Sunday morning. I love John You're Jonathan. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but we, we, we will
1: see. I mean, look, uh, everyone thought she was going to be the mystery partner uh, this coming Wednesday on Dynamite. I still think there's a chance of it. Yeah, they certainly set up Shida murking Tony Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, Anyway, uh, FTR dropped the last of their three titles uh, (laughs) as they dropped the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles against the Bishamon duo of Hiroki Godo and Yoshihashi. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I mean, the match was good. Uh, Cash or not Cash. Sorry. Dax is definitely fucked like his. His tailbone is not in a good spot.
2: Oh, yeah? His yeah. mobility is still... His mobility
1: uh... is, is still real fucked. Dang. Um, but Cash worked his ass off. He, he worked for two in this one. Um, you know... He,
2: well, he, really for three, because he had to carry Yoshihashi as well. That's true. <laughs> that's true.
1: Actually, no, Yoshihashi didn't look half bad. He, he no. had another one of those, like, moments of brilliance. Um, yeah. But, uh, hey, Goto's got a belt. That's the important part. Yeah, yeah um then uh we had the finals of the new japan world tv championship tournament as zach saber jr looking jacked and And rocking blonde blonde hair yeah yeah and talking absolute shit to the uk government
2: (laughs) during his entrance i love me some zsj man
1: that actually got some mainstream pub in the uk because good uh, for him he was yelling at the head of the nhs during his intro good yeah, no, you know, normally people are talking shit about their opponent or, yeah. or whatever. No, he's he's literally yelling about the NHS during his it. intro at, at the Tokyo Dome. But, uh, at
2: National Honor Society, man, they don't know what the fuck they're doing.
1: <laughs> uh, fine American learning right there, Chris. Uh, but yeah, ZSJ defeated N- Ren Narita. Narita is fucking awesome. This match yeah. ruled.
2: Did you, you watch this one? Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, this was one of the things I was most looking forward to see. Yeah, I was curious um,
2: how it played out. It,
1: it it played out very well. Narita is, is going to be a big fucking deal. Um, but what I thought was That's most interesting was after the match, TMDK came out. And uh, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols. Shane Haste, of course, not Mikey Nichols. Mikey Nichols, of course, not Shane Haste. Uh, right. They... Uh, offered ZSJ a spot in their group, so they reunited a trio that was in Noah in the early 2010s.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that he was with them in in Noah.
1: Yeah, yeah, way back when. So, okay. uh, so that okay. group's back together. I mean, See, I, I, oh, sorry, God.
2: No, no, no. I mean, it, it's it's odd that ZSJ goes from a disbanded Suzuki goon into having two Australian goons, but yes. uh, but here we are.
1: Well, more on the remnants of Suzuki goon when we talk about New Year's Dash because okay. uh, a new stable uh, formed there. Tamatanga oh. defeated Carl Anderson for the Never Openweight Championship. Match sucks. Tamatanga I
2: mean, looked ripped as fuck though.
1: He did. And uh it's interesting. Uh Fightful Select was reporting yesterday mm-hmm. that WWE has interest in Tamatanga.
2: Yeah. Still at this moment. I mean, I don't know what uh
1: <laughs> I will say this. There's not much left for Tamatanga in New Japan.
2: Because no. he's
1: clearly not gonna be the guy. No. I I like him. I, I like him perfectly fine. I, I think it'll be for the guy. You know, uh I-, I think he he does his role very well. Um When we went to the New Japan U.S. shows, very over that Mm -hmm. guy. Uh, I was surprised by how over he is. Um, And he's not getting any younger. Um, And you know what? The Bloodline needs more Samoans, so fuck it. Let's (laughs)
2: let's bring him on in. All the polys.
1: We had the Keiji Muto final New Japan match at Muto, Tanahashi, and Shooter! Shota Amino defeated the LIJ trio of Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. This is mostly notable for Muto being a self-centered prick one last time in New Japan Pro Wrestling.
2: What did he do? Uh,
1: The whole point of the match was to get the photo of Muto, Tanahashi and Amino at the end celebrating. Uh Muto just bailed before anyone could get it.
2: What a dick.
1: Yeah. God. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they even let Shooter get the finish.
2: Wow. All right.
1: He got the... uh, the Death Rider. But the idea was supposed to be, you know, past, present, future. Yeah. And Mudo's like, fuck that shit. I'm out.
2: <laughs> right to the pay window. Exactly. <laughs> we had a
1: four-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship where Hiromu Takahashi regained the Junior Heavyweight gold, uh, defeating Shimori, El Desperado, and Master Wado. I dug this match. Yeah. And uh, fucking Wado ruled in it. <laughs> really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Watto, trains uh, wa- back Watto was going
1: for some crazy shit in this one.
2: All right, how was Sabulba? <laughs> 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 wait, no, that's that's, that's more Watto. Ugh, um, sorry, I had to. Um, who who ate the pin? Was it Watto? Uh, yes. You remember? Uh, okay.
1: Hiromu hit uh time bomb two on uh, bomb two. on Watto. Um, And what was interesting was during this match, commentary informed folks that uh, the Congo faction from pro wrestling. Noah had shown up backstage and was confronting LIJ, which would become important. Yeah. Uh, Then we had Kenny Omega, Kenny by God, Omega making his return to new Japan pro wrestling going against Will Ospreay for the IWGP us championship. First things first, if you have not, taking the opportunity to do so watch the Wrestle Kingdom press conference just for the promos the Osprey and Omega cut on each other
2: I didn't I honestly I didn't even watch the Omega one I mean the, I watched the Osprey one the Osprey one's great yeah
1: legitimately great I got that's a guy who I I've never really enjoyed on the mic
2: yeah you could tell this was deeply personal exactly Um, And to the point where he couldn't censor himself, like I was, all right, take it easy on the, uh, the, the, the fucks and shit, but uh, you know, that's just how he speaks. And I get that. It was was definitely coming from somewhere inside,
1: but uh, Omega cut this great promo completely in Japanese, beautifully in Japanese. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it was being translated into English, and he invited the translator on stage. It's like, we're old friends. Please, come join. Come join. Like It was, it was perfectly heelish. And then yeah. Don Callis, uh cut his, you know, Wrestling God promo, which yeah. was, again, very well executed. Um, of course, the internet lost their shit because Kenny Omega came out not just dressed up as, but the music of Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Right. Um, which... Yes, it's a total weeb move out of Kenny, but uh, it was really fucking effective. <laughs>
2: that's that's who he is, man.
1: <laughs> Shit, man. That reminded me of playing fucking Final Fantasy VII as a teenager. Like, that that got me all hyped. Yeah. Um, but these two went on to have an absolutely fucking incredible match. Yeah. And almost like the, the G1 finals a few years ago between Omega and Ibushi, it felt like there's still more that they can do.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was a good portion of this match that was just Osprey getting his ass handed to him. Yeah. Inside and outside the ring uh, with little flurries of, of offense of his own. I mean, but honestly, I think, you know, the, the table double stomp, you know, double stomp through the table onto Osprey was, was, was crazy. I think the, the spot for me that really got the, is yeah. Uh, from me was, the the suplex or brain buster that Osprey put Omega onto the other side of the table, yeah, um, that yeah. just looked and it looked like Kenny's head hit the the metal frame on there as well. It looked that looked absolutely painful and brutal.
1: Yeah, I mean Kenny got fucking rocked in that match. He had a, a pretty strong shiner. Yeah, the next day. Um, oh, they were a, they were uh, not Hernandez holding back, can, man. Yeah, no, no, they were they were going for it. Um, and, uh, the, the DDT onto the exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. Is one of the most wild spots of the year. That um, was
2: pretty fucking crazy.
1: These guys did a match that only these guys can do. True. Uh, yes. And, you know, I love Kenny Omega and AEW. I, I mean, the, the, we've gone on record about how the elite death triangle trio sure. series is one of the best things on television wrestling in ages. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, big time New Japan main event, is an entirely different animal.
2: It's true. true. Especially in the dome, man. Like, like you could, it's just
1: He's unreal. He's he's yeah. he's an absolute beast. And and what I think is thrilling is this is definitely not over. I don't want to call a shot so early, but goddamn, if you tell me Forbidden Door two is Omega Osprey two. Yeah. I will find a way to get into that show.
2: <laughs> and also, I, honestly, I was expecting Osprey to win this.
1: Yes. That that was probably the the, the biggest shocker. Is yeah. Kenny Omega won back the United States Championship, which I assume means Kenny will be involved in some of the New Japan U.S. shows moving forward.
2: Yeah, no, certainly uh, would, would lead you to believe that. And, you know... I are, mean, are but at the same time, are we going back to a belt collector gimmick? Cause he's probably going to win the trios championships this coming Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I'd be happy to be wrong, but it certainly seems like that's the way it's going. I can't imagine the long, young bucks losing in Southern California. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, we had the main event, which was for the IWGP world heavyweight championship as Okada, re- uh, regains the belt defeating Jay white. Um, you know, they were absolutely fucked by positioning
2: sure but at the same time you can't have a u.s title going over your heavyweight championship exactly
1: they're they're, they're, they're traditionalist to a fault sometimes yeah. in that regard um if you were to watch this in a vacuum i feel like this was the perfected version of the okada white match okay you know, down to gato interfered but it was just the Perfect amount of Gato interference, right, like this will probably not be a match we talk about in best of the year for twenty twenty three or anything like that, but I thought it was done so well, and honestly, my heart was deflated a little for them that it's like you gotta follow, yeah, lightning in a fucking bottle, and that's what you get well, anyway, Okada has the belt once again, God is in his kingdom, all's right in the world. And who should pop up to challenge him in the future? Our boy, Shingo Takagi.
2: Blessed. Hashtag Sh- blessed.
1: Shingo wants a shot. And uh, what I really enjoyed is the fact that uh, Okada was like, not with that fucking fake belt.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> The one that you created there, brother? Yeah, I mean, not, come on. Not
1: happening. We, we we ain't doing that shit. So uh, I, I kind of like uh, Okada having a chip on his shoulder again. Yeah. And uh I I I really, really want to see uh how that match goes.
2: So where does this leave Jay White?
1: That is an excellent question. So coming out of uh New Year's Dash, the, the biggest things worth talking about uh are one, uh the main event featured the first ever uh uh combination of Okada and Omega, calling themselves the Omega mm-hmm. Powers. Uh, they <laughs> went against okay, uh, Jeff Cobb and Aaron Hanare. Um, okay. We had Shingo Takagi becoming the official King of Pro Wrestling champion. Uh, he had a stare down with Great O'Connor, so it looks like that might be his challenger moving forward. But. I watched that, Matt. Uh, yeah, should be good. Uh, but after a, uh eight man tag, Jay White grabbed a, uh, a microphone and blamed Hikaleo for his loss against Okada. And challenge Hikaleo to a Loser Leaves Japan match. Huh. Now, subsequent to that, Fightful reported this week that WWE has Hikaleo on their radar. Which makes sense because he's big and Samoan. Sure. Um,
2: But hasn't Jay White been on their radar for years now? Oh yeah,
1: he's been on the, the radar for a very long time. Now, I could see Jay White succeeding in WWE. Yeah. Like, he, he is.
2: But they already have a Seth Rollins, though.
1: Exactly. They already have a Seth. Yeah. Um, Jay's similar. done pretty much everything. Yeah. So I don't know what's there. Like, at least Osprey in the post-Wrestle Kingdom build, he cut this promo about, there's one thing that's eluded me, and I'm giving myself one year to do it. Right. Because he's never won the G1. Jay White's won the G1, Jay White's won the IWGP, he's won the U.S., he's won the yeah. Never, he's won the Tech, like, he's won everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what what's missing there. Um, and I don't know where things are going. Because also, if I think about Leo, something that came out this week, Tanahashi reporting that the New Japan Strong Project is ending. Okay. So there will be no more New Japan Strong shows. That that was the U.S.-focused brand. Yeah. I know concurrently, Tony Khan said, after Wrestle Kingdom, there would be some interesting announcements between Ring of Honor and New Japan. Okay. A lot of people were wondering what that might mean. I'm choosing to read between the lines and think that the Ring of Honor product may be bolstered by new Japan strong talent
2: and put on new Japan world
1: possibly put on new Japan world possibly you, you know exist on both honor club and new Japan world something like that and perhaps hookah Leo is being quote-unquote sent to the US mm. to get seasoning from ring of honor talent and, and that sort of thing because maybe he's decent enough but he definitely could use some more
2: some yeah perhaps yeah I mean Do you see a scenario where Jay White jumps to AEW full time?
1: Possibly. It's hard to say.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Again, they have uh, MJF who kind of, you know, has not, you know, they don't look the same or sound the same, but, you know, they cut good promos, very good in ring, kind of have the same better than you, fuck you gimmick
1: shared uh, DNA. DNA. Yeah, right.
2: So that's, you know in those, the two big companies, they already kind of have a guy doing what he does. So, you know, that kind of limits options and sh- yeah. pretty sure he doesn't want to go down to fucking Tampa and do NXT. And that would be the biggest downgrade I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Headlining the dome. That to... said,
1: fucking Jay white and dragon Lee the top two guys on NXT would make me watch NXT. <laughs> 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 well, maybe anyway, uh, additional things from the new year's dash show. Um, uh, ZSJ decided that, uh, TMDK needed their own young lion. So, uh, Kosei Fujita was randomly pulled from ringside and given a TMDK shirt. Okay. So, uh, he's part of that unit. And, uh, part of the remnants of suzuki Goon, Taichi, Doki, Kanemaru, and Takamishinoku have formed a new group called, and I quote, just four guys. yes
2: i i mean that kind of falls in the big bill territory of so stupid it might be just great
1: well it also goes with the just tap out thing so
2: yeah yeah okay all right it it, it works for me okay
0: uh and then
1: uh on uh what day was this this was thursday uh friday rather uh thursday into friday uh, we got the lineup for the second night of Wrestle Kingdom, which will be January 21st at the Yokohama Arena. Last year, of course, the big highlight of the New Japan versus Noah show was the LIJ vs. Congo multi-man. Yeah. They're doing a bunch of singles. So, okay. So um, it will be headlined by, by Tetsuya Naido vs. Keno. Uh, we'll have Sonata versus Banabo Soya. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi vs. Hamjay Ohara. Bushi versus Tadasuke, but the one I am most excited about, Shingo Takagi versus Katsuhiko Nakajima. Nakajima, for those who maybe only watched the Congo match, uh, he was the crazy looking dude with the mustache. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. We'll just beat the shit out of each other. There'll also be a bunch of other uh, <clears throat> Noah versus New Japan tags, but the focus yeah. is the L.I.J. Congo series. So Sure.
2: Yeah, no, that rules. And in other Shingo news, uh, in a post-match interview or something, Kenny Omega was talking about people he wanted to uh, face, and Shingo Takagi was at the top of the list. So sign me the fuck up for that. There
1: could not be a more roughhouse podcast match than Kenny Omega versus Shingo Takagi. And I'm putting it out into the ether. They announced that there's going to be a double shot of New Japan U.S. shows in April. Yeah. One night in D.C., one night in Philly
2: brother we're midpoint let's go (laughs) and
1: shingo has been announced for those shows yeah which may already be enough for my dear friend chris and i to at least go to dc yeah but if you tell me kenny omega is on one if not both of those he is the u.s champ now he is you would think u.s new japan show yeah u.s champ you tell me we're getting shingo versus kenny omega on one of those shows we, we are rearranging our lives
2: Yeah, I think you're right right on that. To those shows.
1: So we will see what happens. Hopefully, uh, you know, this Wrestle Kingdom felt like a bigger reset than we've had for the past few years.
2: Well, Um, yeah. I mean, you know, things have mostly gotten back to normal over there for the time being. Uh, You know, crowd being allowed to cheer again. You know, Omega being back. Uh, You know, definitely forward movement and a lot of, you know. At least, fresher faces.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, hopefully this this is getting us back to being excited about New Japan Pro Wrestling. But something to also be excited about was AEW's run in the Pacific Northwest this week.
2: And this... Theme song stayed, Chris. <laughs> How You were happy.
1: I was. I, I, yeah. I really have uh, a love of the uh, Dynamite theme. It's pretty I, great. It's it, it's awesome. You, but we had the new era of AEW starting this past Monday. Uh, they were in Seattle at, uh, I believe it's called Climate Change Arena. Is that yep. what, that's what it is? Climate Pledge Arena. Climate or Pledge. Or that's what yeah. it is. Um, the Pledge. Absolutely bug nutty fucking awesome crowd yeah the whole night mega hot uh and yes the stage did feel very wwe ish
2: it did and so did the pyro
1: but goddamn did that look like an incredible step up for their production
2: it looked very big time
1: i mean uh, it is the lamest fucking thing in the world. I'm gonna totally own my my dork ass in saying this. When they went to the booth for the first time after the <laughs> match, and it's a yeah. fucking sweeping crane shot. Yeah, and they have the new desk with like the video screen on the front. I I literally went, oh shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Very big time. It did look. It did look cool as shit. I'm not gonna lie.
1: But uh, they they got to follow up. Uh, not just all these production changes, but. The in-ring product itself, arguably one of the best back-to-front Dynamites in ages.
2: Maybe the best two in-ring Dynamites, you know, uh, subsequent, you know, uh, back-to-back ones that yeah. have ever happened.
1: They are on a fucking hot streak right now, and it kicked off with Ricky Starks. will
2: say otherwise. Well, but. yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> um, but we had Ricky Starks against Chris Jericho kicking off the show. Starks felt like a big-timer here. I mean, yeah. his, his intro, especially being the first guy that you get to see with the new lights and everything.
2: And Jericho uh, came out first.
1: Well, Jericho came out first, but I'm saying they, they uh, enhanced gotcha. uh, Starks' intro sure, uh, with, with new spotlights and everything. He looked like a, an Million absolute bucks. fucking star. Yeah. Um, and they had a great match. Uh, crowd was on fire for it. Starks looked everything like the plucky baby face ready to take on the world. Jericho mm-hmm. was... The, the heelish prick uh, to keep the Seattle crowd interested. Hometown girl, Aubrey Edwards, getting up in Chris's shit. Like, it, it yeah. was... It was everything it needed to be. And... Fucking Jericho drops another one clean as a sheet to Ricky yeah. Starks. Thought it was a great Loved
2: match. This. You really do. uh And I hope... I hope this doesn't to a uh, best of 20 series between... Uh, Ricky and, and uh, JAS or J.A.S. J, yeah JAS um uh, you know i just you know I, I don't want Ricky to be in that orbit i mean green has a lot of people for him to beat but you yeah know, there are other other people for him to beat but uh at the end of the match uh obviously the numbers game trademark uh catches up and yes. Ricky Starks getting the beat down, and out comes action Andretti with an equalizer for uh, for the save. Still selling the um, the fireball, so you love to see that.
1: Indeed, uh, and uh, still the numbers game takes the advantage, which makes me wonder who uh, is going to team up with uh, Andretti and Starks. But uh, Jake Hager power bombing Starks off the apron through a table.
2: Ooh, yeah, that was a little that was a little scary. Until, yeah. <laughs> until the setup for that was very very anxiety inducing.
1: Yes, uh, completely agreed. Um, But then uh, we went to the break and came back with Hangman Adam Page in ring with Tony Schiavone talking about uh, the possibility of their match next week in Los Angeles at the Forum. It is going down uh, as Hangman will be uh, cleared then. And uh, Hangman said he was going to knock Moxley's dick in the dirt. <laughs> the Hangman Page Dick in the Dirt t shirt not yet available on shopAEW.com. Uh, a real miss.
2: I yeah, think. yeah. That's that's um, pretty great. I mean you have redeemed redeem these nuts on there still. Why can't you put uh you know dick in the dirt? Yeah. Come on. Let's
1: make it happen. Uh, but that of course brought out Moxley. Moxley having some issues with the microphone, absolutely motherfucking it literally and figuratively. Yes. Um and uh he got the – I loved that after all the problems, he got everything back on track by just yelling, go
0: Seahawks!
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, that's uh, it's one way to get the crowd back in your favor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it seemed like yeah, – obviously, we heard everything he was saying, but it yeah. wasn't going out over the PA. and yeah. the, the crowd chanted, we can't hear you, and then, you know, Mox started cursing up Storm, which was not edited out of the, uh, the TBS the app upload. Yeah.
1: Um, but once they got everything back going, the the fire between these yeah. two on the promo out of this world, uh, I, I am so stoked for the match on Wednesday.
2: Fired up hangman is one of my favorite things. So
1: then we had a video package for the Darby's Joey Samoe match. That was Darby the main event. Uh, and then we had. <sighs> I can't believe I'm saying this. The first of two. Really good tag title matches featuring Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal this week.
2: You okay? You need a you need a minute to compose yourself after saying that.
1: I I don't understand why either of these people are under contracts in in ring. Agreed. If Agreed. they're going to continue to be so self aware of how much people don't like Jeff Jarrett, yeah, and. Continue to have the wild, overbooked southern style brawls that they've had twice this week. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal as a duo in AEW. I'm so sorry.
2: Hey, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, swallow it. Uh, two times is probably enough. I don't know. If yeah, need, they don't uh... need to do the, the, yeah. The, it.
1: Yeah. They went 2-0. Oh. We don't need a rubber match because there's right. no rubber to occur here.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I haven't watched the Battle of Belts one. Um, it's a lot of
1: fucking fun. Is it? it shouldn't be, but it's a lot of fucking fun.
2: I, I did watch the one on Dynamite, and it was, you know, it, for as overbooked as it was, it was yeah. well overbooked. Yes. And everybody played their roles to a T the, the, the booking of the match played to everybody's strengths and, and hid their weakness. I think it was, it was a very good piece of business.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it it was, it was perfect for those who missed it. Uh, what had, what happened was, uh, Satnam Singh was being ejected from the ringside area. He refused to leave. So out comes the referee core. They're trying to get Satnam out. That causes a distraction uh um Jay lethal
2: uh uh hits uh bowens yeah hits,
1: hits bowens with um it was a combo move i think yeah uh, uh i think the, it was an attempt for a lethal injection um into a spinning forearm Jarrett gets involved hits the stroke yeah lethal makes the cover Bowens is by the bottom rope. Uh-huh. One, two, foot's on the ropes. Sanjay pushes it out of the way. Right. Three count.
2: Right. Looks and like the, we have new champs. The ref couldn't see that because he had slid right back into the ring from trying to eject Satnam. So he couldn't exactly. see the foot on the rope. In comes Aubrey. It's like, nah, bruh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was I was right here. I saw it. There was foot on the ropes. Yeah. They do the dusty finish restart. Yeah. Seattle loses our fucking mind because it's the hometown girl making the save. Right. Uh, and then uh, we got a quick roll up by Bowens uh, on Jay Lethal for the finish. Yeah. So yeah.
2: good piece it, of it business. Was,
1: it was a perfect bit of overbooking. Yes. Agreed. Tony Schiavone was then backstage interviewing Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, called themselves AEW originals, saying that they worked their way up to the top while Soraya can't even figure out, you know, who her partner's going to be. Britt Baker did mention that she's <clears throat> the boss. Okay. All
2: right. So my main issue with this is they were, they were promoting this segment earlier on in the night. Yeah. And they said, Tony Schiavone will talk to Dr. Britt Baker and the women's champion. Like, how do you not leave with the fucking women's champion? I mean, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. I, are we still I, doing this? Seems we are, but Hey, they got a t-shirt now because they're the killer in the pillar.
2: I mean, okay. Jungle
1: Boy Jack Perry is backstage cutting a promo. And yeah, has not learned anything about yeah. cutting a promo. Straight
2: from Pandora, lost yeah. the uh, <laughs> lost the breathing mask. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but uh, we're we're getting him and Hook against uh, Big Bill and Lee Moriarty next.
2: I'm week sorry, no, you? we're getting Jungle Hook. Yes. Which, yeah. man, that's concrete jungle was right there man i don't think i don't think i can get behind jungle hook i'm sorry hey
1: well there's an official jungle hook t-shirt available well i'm not buying it um brian uh, brian danielson murked tony neese actually that a pretty fun match i'm not gonna front yeah uh but it was it was more worth it for danielson uh having just the seattle crowd losing the best time from the, the the whole time yeah um
2: this was probably the first, this is the first time he's wrestled in Seattle since uh, coming back. Then, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, because it was uh, AW's debut in Seattle. So yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we got the regal stretch for the finish. Post match, Danielson said, "Hey, you know what? I, I want another fight." So he calls out MJF and MJF and uh, Danielson had a very long back and forth
2: again. Which, yeah.
1: If it weren't for two things, would have been a problem. One, the Seattle crowd was losing their fucking mind. True. Two, the turn of phrase "human suitor"
0: <laughs> becoming the focus of
1: the promo. I mean, it yeah. was it was standard Attitude Era. Your mom's a horror joke. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the fact that the turn of phrase "human suitor" became yeah. the focus um, that was gorgeous. I thought, as, yeah. as as someone who vaguely performs comedy on a regular basis. Uh, I, I gave that my kudos, but the, the the short version of it is the challenge was made MJF reviving the AEW ranking single handedly, right? Has laid out that Danielson has to win five in a row. So between now and February 8th, he has to win five matches in a row. If he does so, he will give Danielson the world title shot at Revolution. Danielson said, "Hey, cool. I'll do it, but I have to be allowed to uh lay out, lay out the stipulation. I'm a little surprised they gave away the stipulation in this promo cuz yeah. I think that would be like a last minute. Well, it's February. I did 5 in a row and I'm going to challenge you too. Right. They laid it out. It will be a 60-minute Iron Man match at Revolution.
2: So, a 7-hour show we're looking at here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> What I will say is also worth uh, noting was MJF shouting out Disco Inferno, Eric Bischoff, and Jim Cornette as calling him best in the world.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's perfectly in character.
1: Oh, absolutely. I look forward to him pointing out uh, old school champions like Vince Russo love him as well.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. I don't um, look forward to that. Yeah. you
1: know. <laughs> um. We then had a video package for Battle of the Belts, which is going to be headlined by OC against Kip Sabian. More on that in a few. Uh, Then we had an absolutely awesome match between Swerve Strickland and AR Fox, which had one chunk that I almost wanted to cut out just for Chris, which was Excalibur absolutely putting over the legacy of these two in Lucha Underground.
2: Yeah, I it was was, was, that was one of two mentions that I caught at least Uh, the first part is talking about the the other. their history uh in lucha underground and then at the end at the finish where excalibur goes swerve, looking for the kill shot here yes and then insert leonardo dicaprio in once upon a time in American gif um yeah. i lost my mind at that so thank you excalibur uh the roses are on the way to you my friend yes.
1: uh but this match was phenomenal
2: uh ar ah, fox rules so hard he man. rules
1: so hard the seattle crowd was definitely a little cold on him when he came out yeah but uh, like, the fucking uh, German setup into the cut. Like, the way he rolls in and out of cutters, it was it was a perfect mixture yeah. for, as I've talked about before, the almost Capiera way that swerve transitions from spot yep. to spot. Yeah. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that there was a brutal bit of interference that didn't actually have to do with the finish. Yeah. Uh, basically uh, uh, one I, I think it was Parker was it Parker or was it the other the guy? unnamed
2: guy distracted the ref while okay. Parker handed Swerve whatever yeah. item it Handed
1: was. him the chain or something so yeah basically Swerve got a chain shot on AR Fox so then AR Fox could be fucking thrown onto the apron yeah brutal but that but wasn't Valley the finish it was just apron. like oh we're mean we're we're fucking we're assholes yeah yeah like this this was a this match and how they were handled in this was a better chip on the shoulder for mogul associates than their actual debut angle.
2: Agreed. Yeah.
1: Um
2: I feel and, like they re- recognized that and needed the correct course and, and yeah. did so accordingly. Uh
1: and you know, obviously part of that also has to do with the fact that the Seattle crowd treated Swerve with his new heel remix entrance. Yeah, uh, as a massive fucking deal. And he did look like a big deal when he came out. Like he always liked with the two big guys, you yeah. know, the, the the new graphics on the Neutron and everything like he looked like a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, per, perhaps we could turn this around. Uh, so we we will see. Um, We then had Renee Paquette backstage with Soraya, Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. Uh, Soraya deciding to pick uh, Tony Storm. As the mystery partner for Wednesday, to the frustration of Tony, uh, not Tony Storm of uh, Hikaru Shida, who got all dressed up for the occasion,
2: right? And said nothing and just sat there and reacted. And even like the cut to Renee, being like, "Oh shit, this is awkward." <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one really got me. That was good.
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought that was great. And you know what? Uh, if Shida is going to be aggrieved over this. Totally warranted.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, she was invited there, didn't get to say anything and then gets completely ignored after, you know, after Soraya chooses uh, Tony, like she just turned, they turned to each other and she's just sitting there like, what fucking bullshit is this? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it.
1: Then the gun club came out to lay to rest FTR in AEW.
2: Yeah. R.I.P.F. What was it? R.I.P.F. Uh, ip
1: That's, what, That's it what it is. Was. Yes. Um they uh they did the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart fake out with entrance music gimmick. Yeah. Continuing the whole thing of the Gun Club doing Shawn Michaels to Bret yeah. Hart things onto FTR. Um I think the guns are growing on me, Chris. I hate to uh, say it, but I think they're growing on me a little.
2: The the tall one. might be one, like a
1: fungus, but they're growing yeah. on me.
2: The taller one, not so great on the mic. The little the little the littler one is is much better and more confident on the mic, I feel.
1: Uh Austin is the littler one, Colton is the bigger okay. one. Okay. Or taller one.
0: Yeah.
2: Um I don't know. It's it was it was pretty schlocky. Um and i I know that was kind of the intent. Yeah um but I mean I don't I, obviously this is coming to another Guns FTR match at some point but Yeah. What what happens then? I mean. <laughs>
1: right, especially now that it's not for any belts. Right. So, you know, it's 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 weird but also I mean, hell, maybe that's how they decided to write out FTR. Who the hell knows. Oh, so I
2: losing to the Guns? Fuck. Yeah. Again? Rather. Yeah. yeah, losing to them twice? Shit. Yeah. That's a uh, I mean, that's it's not quite as egregious as uh, you know, hidden video of shaving each other's backs in the shower or whatever, but yeah. you know, it's still not great.
1: Speaking of things that weren't great, Jade Cargill and red velvet defeated sky blue and Kira Hogan. Um, yeah. So if I understand this correctly, Kira Hogan is out of the baddies, So she teamed up with sky blue who was mostly beat up by the baddies. Uh-huh. Jade Cargill and red velvet were brought out with Layla gray, who was a baddie, but Jade Cargill never wanted her as a baddie. I believe she was kicked out of the baddies, but she's still hanging out with the baddies. And Ralph Velvet was a former enemy of the baddies who kind of became one of the baddies, but now doesn't want to be a baddie anymore. Yep.
2: Tremendous. That's about
1: it. And then the main event was for the AEW t- uh, <laughs> TNT title, uh, as it was Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe. And to the shock of certainly these two gentlemen, Darby Allen is your new AEW TNT champion in yeah. a Great fucking match.
2: Two times now he's been uh, champion. and Yeah, two times Darby Allen has got his ass kicked by Samoa Joe, but this yeah. time uh, he came out on top with just... I mean, the amount of punishment that guy is able to take and still be mobile is is beyond me. I just... Yeah.
1: He, he's not here for a long time. He's here for a good time. Maybe, uh...
2: I, I feel like maybe he, he kind of has the same uh, deal as Kick-Ass, where he just doesn't feel... You know, things yeah. and you just get his yeah. ass kicked and, and continue moving on. Um, so, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe down the line that could uh, lead to Darby Allen being James Bond. I don't know. I will
1: say I will say, uh, <laughs> I will say uh, if you had not had a chance to check it out on AW social media, there's a great post show promo by Darby yeah. talking about, you know, Seattle putting over uh, Nick Wayne, Buddy Wayne. Uh, yeah. Nick's father who trained him, all of it. And uh, it, it's just a really good feel good moment. So yeah, uh, recommend checking that out. But then also, on, oh, well, go
2: ahead. Just real quick. Also, on Instagram, I saw this morning the um, there was a joint post between the Jaguars and AEW, uh, and I know this is me talking football, which is odd, but this was a clever piece of uh, synergy of the finish of that match with the Jaguars logo over Darby's face, oh, okay, and the Titans okay. logo over Samoa Joe's face for the yeah. finish of the match. For the I guess the Jags made the playoffs last night or something.
1: Yeah, like that. they did. They did. So, um, so, so kudos to the Jags there, yeah. and uh, you know that does make me wonder. I wonder where they're going with Joe now. Cause Wardlow looked like the, you know, that feud was continuing.
2: Yeah. I don't uh... There's
1: no belt involved.
2: Well, there's the ROH TV title.
1: Like I said, there's no belt. Involved.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had a live rampage followed by battle. Of the belts from Portland, Oregon, one of my favorite cities on the planet. Um, and it was a damn fine show. Did you catch any of this, Chris?
2: I did not. Was Fred Armisen there?
1: Uh, if he was, he was not on screen. Look, there. Okay. Bryce Rensberg is single-handedly making the backstage area more interesting in terms of who he's inviting. Okay. He's invited two of the three Jeopardy's greatest of all time.
2: Okay. Uh, which he, which which two? Which uh, one did not get the invite?
1: Uh, Brad Rutter so far. Okay. He may he may end up getting all three. I'm okay. just saying he had. Uh, uh,
2: Ken Jennings and Ken uh,
1: Jennings. This past week in Seattle, and, okay, uh, at Full Gear, he had um, uh, James Holzhauer.
2: Holzhauer, that's it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So the weird,
2: the weird little guy.
1: Yeah. So uh, I, my my pseudo friend Bryce is uh, continuing to live his best life here. <laughs> very very jealous of him.
2: You two, you, you two should be best friends. I mean, honestly, there's the, the similarities between you and Bryce Remsburg are uh, multiple. Oh, yeah.
1: It, it it was certainly realized while fucking hosting an art fight with them let me tell you yeah um so anyway show kicked off with Brian Danielson and John Moxley against Top Flight i'm loving this meaner top flight and this match fucking rolled as well including okay an incredible fucking spot where uh danielson gets thrown into the ropes by darius
2: mm-hmm. and
1: rebounds off the ropes right into the flying knee one okay. of the most gorgeous spots I've ever seen executed. Uh, right. Unsurprisingly, of course, uh, the BCC uh, went over. I want to know where this, um, this, you know, BCC top flight thing goes, because I think there's something there. I don't know if the BCC wants to take on more young boys or what. Yeah, but I really like the chemistry these these groups have
2: yeah i mean i mean obviously i haven't seen this match but what i've seen so far i i'm into and the combination anytime i get a combination of mox and, and brian together i'm uh, you have my attention but yeah it, it, it would be interesting um to have because i mean the, the bcc is in a weird state right now yeah you know? very much there, so. there's no more regal yep i have we we haven't seen claudio in in a bit uh, Wheeler is the, it, he's not, no longer, did he win it back? He won it back, Yeah, right? he
1: won it back at final battle. so He's, he's a, a pure, he's a pure
2: champ. championship. Claudio's the ROH champion, but, yeah. um, we haven't well, really we seen much Claudio of, of Hudo recently ago. either.
1: You just saw Claudio two weeks ago. Cause it was Claudio locks against uh, top flight. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right, oh, whatever. What the fuck do I know? They
1: they just need they they need something as a group that's their direction beyond right. Yeah, they're just kind of, of in... Brian being in the feud with MJF. Right, but I, I recognize they're also in a weird spot because Mox is playing Tweener right now. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, Hangman uh, was hanging out in the parking lot with the paperwork that clears him from uh, uh, for the match on Wednesday. He said he's going to beat Moxley Boxley, beat Moxley on Wednesday, and quote burn a copy of it on vhs and mail it to his house so he can watch it in his dirty basement with the rest of the blackpool combat club
2: burn a copy to vhs i'm not sure <laughs> hangman understands technology
1: hey it's okay his brain got scrambled The funny yeah. thing is he called him a bunch of filthy tape watchers so take that bcc <laughs> um, where's the lie I, exactly Uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker defeated the Renegade Twins, which was actually a really fun tag match, mostly because the Portland crowd was losing their fucking mind for Hayter.
2: I mean, who wouldn't?
1: Um, House of Black cut a promo. And, uh, after, after acting like they were going to recruit Eddie, or recruit Ortiz, it now seems like they want to recruit Eddie Kingston. Malachi was talking about missing his friend, Eddie Kingston, who is just sadistic and violent.
2: Okay. So
1: they are they are definitely uh, laying the groundwork for some stuff there. They're actually going against each other. Um, it's going to be Malachi and Brody against uh, Kingston and Ortiz next week on Rampage, which should be really On cool.
2: Rampage? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean,
1: they're trying to stack Rampage to make people watch it.
2: Yeah. Hasn't worked for me, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I, I appreciate the effort, Tony. Uh, pero peligroso of preston vance defeated local luchador sonico in was 42 this just, seconds?
2: Oh, wow, okay. This uh, wasn't just fuego and another mask, this no, was actually this, a separate this person. This is a guy
1: who works like Defy and gotcha. He's up there. Um, is,
2: is he a hedgehog or does no, he serve hamburgers?
1: <laughs> I, I believe he's named after the Seattle Supersonics.
2: Ah, yes. yeah, that that tracks.
1: Uh, anyway. Uh, new not finisher even a for... thing anymore, are they? They aren't. No. Um,
2: okay.
1: But you have to imagine, you know, he grew up with them. Um, anyway, uh, his new finisher, uh, Preston Vance's new finisher, is a discus lariat. So good luck uh-huh. with them. Yeah. Um. And then the main event was Darby Allen with his first defense of the TNT Championship. Would you like to guess who they decided to have Darby Allen go against with that entire stacked roster?
2: Uh, local talent. Nope. Uh. Sanjay Dutt?
1: No. no wait, Sanjay can't work a match right now. <laughs> I don't know who. Mike
2: Bennett! Wow.
1: Honestly, the match is pretty decent. I'm not going to friend Okay. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Darby was Maria residence. there? Uh, yes.
2: Was Matt Taven there?
1: Uh, I can't remember. Oh, wait. Yes, he was. He
2: <laughs> that was. sounds about right for
1: Matt Taven appearance. He was there because uh, uh, Darby did, a, did his crazy tope on him. Gotcha. So, um, but uh, you know, it was it was actually a pretty decent match. All right. Um, but Darby retains, and then that took us right into Battle of the Belts, which kicked off with the no holds barred tag team title match, uh, as the acclaimed retained over Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Um Max Castor called a Jarrett victory, quote unquote, the new January sixth. Jesus and said Jarrett was worse than Vince McMahon. <laughs> But they just had a, a, a wild brawl, um, absolutely ridiculous finish where uh, the uh, uh, both members ref- of the acclaimed were choke slammed by Sotnam Singh, okay. and Sotnam Singh choke slams the referee. Okay, pulls the referee shirt off of the ref and puts it on Sanjay Dutt. So Sanjay makes himself okay. the ref.
2: I'm not sure that's how you sanction uh, a match, but okay, sure.
1: Jay Lethal hits the lethal injection for the finish. Mm-hmm. When Dutt goes to count the pin, Aubrey Edwards runs down and pulls him out of the ring, mm-hmm. takes Sanjay Dutt's pencil, breaks it, then <laughs> Bowen's hit the Urinagi on lethal, Caster hits the Mike drop elbow, and that's the finish.
2: Man, Aubrey got her steps in this week, huh? She got her
1: steps in this week for sure. Uh, but again, it was just an overbrooked Southern style tag match. Yeah. Jade Cargill retained the uh, TBS championship against Sky Blue in just under 10 minutes. Good Dude, finish. I saw
2: a but, gif of this, of yeah. the transition of um, Sky Blue into for the jaded, and it was yeah. just awe-inspiring.
1: Yeah, it, it was really well done. Um, and then we had OC shockingly retaining the all atlantic championship over kip sabian you i thought kip she, was going to win this i did because he's going to ddt uh in february or march so i was like oh okay so we'll oh. have the all atlantic title and defend oh, it. oh I, I see uh but uh they had a really great match um and you know it definitely looked like sabian was going to win on more than a few occasions he looked great here um good I just you know don't know what what's going to happen with uh with the Atlantic title now, because I understood it as you know, this belt that's supposed to travel, but right. uh, not so much anyway. Uh, big show this coming Wednesday, uh, on uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, again, it's from Los Angeles. Let me go ahead and hit this,
2: You're hit us for copyright, <laughs> but
1: uh, big time show. We've got Brian Danielson versus Kanosuke Takeshida.
2: I mean, take my money.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they don't need to put anything else on the show, and, yeah. and I'm fucking in. Um, Two-hour
2: Iron Man match between Danielson and Takeshida, I'm there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jungle Hook against Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Soraya and Tony Storm against Jamie Hayter and Dr. Britt Baker, which may end up being Soraya and Mercedes Monet. We'll uh-huh. see. And, of course, the... Best of seven series wraps up Death Triangle versus the Elite in Escalera de la Muerte.
2: I mean, I'm so excited for that match. It is going to be wild.
1: Yeah. Really, the only way it can go wrong is if Vince McMahon does something else this week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Give it time. Wait, shit. We haven't checked Twitter
0: in an hour.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. What's happened? Oh, God.
0: The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at Roughhouse SGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts subscribe motherfuckers this is the, the rough house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth Bronies, and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with marty and my least favorite man on the planet christoph oh hi didn't notice you there my name's farmer brown These days, everyone's concerned as to what's going into their diet. People like farm fresh goods and produce. But have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going up my ass? That's why I introduced to you Farmer Brown's line of locally sourced sex toys in my new shop from Farm to Butthole. At Farm to Butthole, you're not going to find chemically laden lubes and things that can cause a UTI, oh no, sir. Farmer Brown uses all natural soy milk, cow's cheese, and goat tears to properly grease up that hole of yours from Farm to Butthole. Each one of our dildos is hand-whittled from fresh northern Colorado mahogany, so you can sleep soundly knowing that you had a nice, natural rogering of your A-hole, V-hole, or your M-hole. Farmer Browns from Farm to Butthole. Lord knows what those anal beads are made out of that you're stuffing up your grocery pipe. But have you ever tried some farm-fresh cranberries strung with a nice sarsaparilla root? Well, you're gonna find that at Farmer Browns from Farm to Butthole. Locally sourced, organic and good for you and your butthole at my shop you don't have to worry about latex or all kinds of silicone condoms nope what we like to do is take an acorn tip and put it on the head of your shit that's right it's an acorn condom fits right on the head perfectly hurts like a motherfucker farmer brown's from farm to butthole take a handful of nature stuff it up your ass